1600 Kia, the ABQ.fm, com. I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. We're going to learn about mortgages here with Chris Napier. He's with Lone Star Mortgage. Or it's not well, Lone Star. What am I talking about? That's a while back. That's like five times ago. No, that, yes. we are actually Many with... Moons. <laughs> Lone Depot. Lone Depot. <laughs> My gosh. There we go. Donka Shane. I appreciate that. Sec- we'll get a second cup of coffee. Don't yeah, worry about it. Maybe that. a third cup of, uh, of, of whatever we need to wake up this morning here on this Saturday. I apologize. That's Make sure right. you let your boss know. I'm also, also apologizing yes, for that yes, as well. Yes. Before we get started, your NMLS number is three three zero zero nine three. I haven't even said that name in ages. So. I know. Lone Depot. I just who, on occasion I do the same. Cause really? It, yeah, just I've done it. I know. Randomly? Yeah, I'm like, I, you know, welcome to Lone Star. Wait, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> what's another thing that uh, what's happened since then? Since uh, since that time, which has been eons ago is that rates have really never gone up, and yet we hear from Powell mm-hmm. on Wednesday of this week that they're going to jack the rates up mm-hmm. three times at least, maybe four times. So you and I are doing a little bit of business together. Yes, yes I, uh, I chose uh, Chris. I uh, Whatever Chris wants, he has peanut brittle, so I make sure I know right. how to get that yeah. out of him. Plus, uh, right. he has uh, wavy gravy for your ice cream as well. <laughs> uh, so we, we like to make sure that we treat him right. But, but yeah. Chris, this is good because... Um, we're going to hit at a time before we close on the house mm-hmm. at a time where they might jack rates up. And you and I are going to be looking at trying to lock in, make sure that mm-hmm. that doesn't happen uh, right. because they're going to put the pressure uh, on you guys. And we've already seen the pressure starting mm-hmm. to, to ease up. So let's talk about locks and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah. So the quantitative easing is going to end in basically March. That's how we got our rates down. So in 2020, we ended up, you know, the federal government came in or the Federal Reserve came in and bought all the rates down, including buying treasuries and all that stuff. So when they bought the rates down in the twos, of course, everybody refinanced or everybody bought a house. Part of the reason we ended up having a 25% increase in values is partially because of printing of money and the lower rates. So now inflation, if you believe the uh, government at a 7% clip on the CPI, um, you're, they want to put that back in control. And they're going to do it three ways, okay? So they stopped quantitative easing, and that stops in March. So we'll have you locked out before March to answer your more specific question for you personally. So that way we're not dealing with a high, you know, potentially slightly higher rate. Door number two is is they're going to actually do the overnight funds rate between the banks. So that's not the retail rate that goes between, you know, us and the consumer, right? So that's not your car loans, your credit cards, your stuff like that. It will increase those rates over time, but they're actually talking about, you know, raising it about 25% or 25 bips per rate, you know, for three quarters of a percent. The third thing they talked about, and this kind of freaked out the market on Wednesday, was they'll do actually the reverse of quantitative easing and go what's called quantitative tightening, which is, you know, the $9 trillion deficit or not deficit, $9 trillion budget that they have all, you know, the book of business that they got, they can sell back into the market and force higher numbers. So I think the rates we're at now, which is in the high threes and all those things, uh, in general, those are our new bottom rates. So wow. that's just what it comes down to. So there is going to be a potential lock, but I mean, uh, we're going to get a lot of push. And will we see rates over five this year, possibly? No, I do not see that. That would be a black swan event, right? So like a potential black swan event is that the banks in Europe are really not in good shape. 
um, their stock price for basically the value of the liquidation that they would take. So if you look at the balance sheets for the banks in Europe, uh, which they call them globally, globally uh, important, significant banks, they call them GIBSs, basically too big to fail. And so if those balance sheets move more than 2%, Right, two percent go bad, or the value of the balance sheets to call, you know trigger clawbacks go back from two percent. They can go literally uh, liquidation. They have to go to bankruptcy. So that can't happen. The ECB can't allow that to happen, but they don't have the firepower to really handle it. As a lot of what people think. So what's going to happen potentially as a black swan is as the rates go up in Europe and the rates go up in America, which China's not doing. Right, so the rates go up in the western half. They create, they kind of fuzz out all of those banks. The Europeans are probably the weakest link at the point in terms of banking system. Well, that means if they go up, the ECB may not have enough power power, and then the Federal Reserve has to step back in and buy it all out, or it cross contaminates to everybody else. Right. So if the German bank goes out, the Italian banks go follow. You know, follow. It goes to Japan, flows to Americans. You know. So everybody, you know, because everybody's cross-collateralized with each other. So I don't see rates in the fives. Um, you would literally, I don't see them happening in the fives. Um, I don't see them going much higher than now, but I don't see them going any lower. So the year for commercial, excuse me, the year for residential real estate, mm -hmm. um, last year was an incredibly strong year. Right, uh, certain right. markets were well over 20%, even 30% in a couple markets. Right. And then uh, you, you see that momentum probably can't be maintained. And it's not because for a lack of trying, uh, the interest rates will prevent the market from being what it was in 2021. A little bit, yes, sir. Um, I mean, the marginal, you know, guys who could barely afford an interest rate at three percent for three hundred grand. Now it goes to say four percent to be simple math. You're knocking them down to two eighty. So, um, you know, for the same purchasing price. Now, if you want to look at it statistically, every one percent you go up, you knock ten percent of the values of the homes off. Okay, that's a good rule of thumb. Repeat it. So one percent goes up, ten percent of value on homes. Okay. Right. But you have a countervailing, you know, you have a you have the countervailing, which is you still have five million homes that have not been built, right? You still have millennials that are coming into the market. You still have a tremendous demand, right? So will it it'll do what it's supposed to do, right? The Federal Reserve is trying to actually lower the value, you know, the asset prices both in the stock market and a little bit off of the value of the homes, right? We have a, the highest equity position we've ever had, and so we're at least, depends on who you ask and who you get into, it's a 15% over value. So even if they take a 1% off, you know, you're still fine, right? So that doesn't create triggers or clawbacks within the lending industry, then all of a sudden blows everything up again. What about equity positions? A lot of banks have lent on equity positions based on that. Uh, calls on money, uh, maybe a little bit uh, for leverage, HELOCs, things like that. Mm -hmm. I can imagine that's got to increase uh, going forward, right? Yeah, I think so for the most part. But most, you know, most of the HELOCs are done at maybe 90% of the value. They don't really go. I mean, you got some real aggressive ones that go to 95%, but no one does 100%. Okay. Right? So the only way you Well, get, why would they? That doesn't make sense. No but, one's looking to borrow against the entirety of their house. I mean... Oh, I've had the conversation, but... Really? We oh, yeah, but we won't do it. What, what would someone even think about trying uh, to do that that doesn't make any sense anyway we don't need to explore that because yeah it's just all sorts of uh stupid there's a um, thousand reasons why they want to do it 
I suppose that there there is. Okay, so an interesting uh, year is setting up for the mortgage industry, but this mm -hmm. is a important time for you, your colleagues. Uh, we're starting to look at the cost of money going forward. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to ask the question, going back, looking historically, when we start to see this mm -hmm. and uh, we're, we're changing, will we ever see 2.753% again? I almost guarantee it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Here's why. I don't think, because, okay, so when the Federal Reserve is raising interest rates, that only affects asset prices, mm -hmm. right? So I don't really think the Federal Reserve gives a crap about our 401k mm -hmm. until it affects a too big to fail bank. Okay. Got okay? it. So they're okay with deflating a little bit off the stock and deflating a little bit off of that. So they have an incredibly difficult job of doing what's called a soft landing, right? So they have to hit a soft landing, which I think is nearly impossible for them because technically seven out of 10 times they get it wrong anyway, right? So they only have a 30% batting average that's accurate. Mm -hmm. So then what happens is, is and that's, um, but you're talking about very complex systems, you know what I mean? Like the economy is not something you can just turn one dial and think it's gonna be fine. Mm -hmm. So I don't throw stones at the guys, they just have a really hard job. So what happens is, is I think if, if we lose 20, if we lose, I've heard rumors on this, if we lose 30% of the value of the stock market and 20% of values of homes, Everybody say, well, we don't care about inflation anymore. We don't want to lose our 401ks. We don't want to lose our values of our homes. So then they'll have to be under political pressure to reverse that position, and we're back to printing again. We're back to quantitative easing. If that doesn't happen, then I think you're going to have, you know, the, all the malinvestment that's been in the entire system kind of, it's like underneath the surface, and it's just going to bubble and, you know, kind of gross out the bottom and just rot it in the interior, i.e., there are some people believe that a uh, too big to fail European bank's going to go belly up, right? Then the ECB can't handle it. Therefore, the Federal Reserve has to step in. And because they have to step in, it's the same stuff anyway, right? And we're not talking like a little bit of quantitative easing. They're talking, prop, you know, because if you look at the, the trends, right? 2000, all they had to do is drop the interest rate for the dot-com bubble, mm -hmm. right? 08, the great financial crisis, the GFC, right? That was buying treasury bills, or, you know, buying mortgage-backed securities and dropping interest rates. Okay, Corona was buying corporate debt, buying treasury bills, buying mortgages, you know, and dropping rates, right? So every time they do into corrective action to make sure that there's no pain in the economy, like we can't have or have a recession anymore, mm -hmm. it's taking more and more and more and we're not getting any bang for buck, right? So, like as an example, we spent $5 trillion since 2020, and we only got about $2.3 trillion back in the total economy, right? So you're not getting, you're not, it's just gonna continue to cost more and more and more, and we're gonna get less and less return. So there's no direct in on uh, that money that, that, that translates, so it's only a portion that goes in, and everything else gets absorbed other places uh, uh -huh. as well. So, yeah. you know, we can't artificially stimulate the, this economy forever. Will market forces return then with the increased interest rates uh, to a point where there's going to be people who are going to find deals again? One of the things that's been hard mm -hmm. uh, with the low interest rates, and mm -hmm. let's just look at the upside here, is when interest rates go up, mm -hmm. we're actually going to find some opportunity with people who have yeah, cash. Yeah, I think you can. Yeah, I think you can. Um you know, so, and in a lot of ways, I've talked to so many of my friends, you know, competitors and real estate agents, we kind of want it to go back to normal. Like, it's insane the amount of uh, greed that we see, 
you know, I mean, we have sellers that are trying to sell houses with black mold in them that match houses that have been completely remodeled and they think it's the same price. <laughs> I mean, I had two or three, you know, property, you know, two or three families, their whole, their loans failed because the listing, you know, the listing side, you know, the sellers were like, no, no, we can just sell it to somebody else. I'm like, no one buys a house with black mold. It's a uh, seller's market like no other. The yeah. seller doesn't is so lazy. They won't even mow the lawn uh, no. just to make it look nice. No, there's, yeah, and it's, and it's it's beyond it's beyond sane. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not even in, it's just almost insane. Wow. So we're all kind of looking for that to kind of go back to more of a balance, right? Um, you know, because then it's you know then it's a little more equitable for everybody. Yeah. So. Well, there you go. Uh, as always, we appreciate Chris Napier, the mortgage guy, that, or educates the other mortgage guy, because he is the mortgage guy. The and mortgage you can guy. call him directly at 710-2499. That's 710-2499. We're going to uh, uh, get into the anatomy of a deal that he's uh, currently doing at a new home development. And uh, do you prefer new home developments, or do you prefer existing homes, or it doesn't make a difference? It doesn't make a difference to me. Um you know, there's pros and cons to each. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, new home development is fine. I mean, usually you get a one-year warranty with the houses and stuff like that. Uh, it I think just new homes in general. Like, I, I have to say, just after looking and scouring mm -hmm. uh, the homes over the year, and then oh, I was yeah. trying to think of the you know home that I was looking at a few years ago, and I'm like, looking at that price, I'm like, wait, that property couldn't be worth what I'm thinking it is now. Yeah. Like 400 to 700,000? Like, that's insane. That yeah. just doesn't yeah. make sense. And it was old. It right. was different. It didn't have the amount of space, et cetera. So, mm -hmm. you know, you look at these these types of things that are out there, and folks, there's still deals to be had. It's just a matter of location, location, location. Where mm -hmm. do you want to be? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's the classic stories. With new homes, you usually are dealing with phases, right? So if you're in phase one and there's five phases, whatever the fifth phase is going to sell for, that's your that's your new number. So let's say it's 300000 you're buying a house for now. At phase five, it's now three fifty. Your house isn't worth three fifty because it's mm. now used if it's right. two years old, yeah. right? And you got to sell it. So then, at that point, that's the sale. That's the contradiction, right? Mm. And then you also don't have big trees and a lot of infrastructure. You know, so that's the trade-off. So you have mm. a lot more dust, as yeah. you call it, right? Well, I think uh, honestly, having lived in places like Phoenix and Vegas, yeah. I think uh, you know, being on the outskirts in the middle of the development, the pathway developed for 20 years, you still have a depreciative mm -hmm. uh, element to all the homes. And mm -hmm. you don't want to be in a 60, 80 year home uh, after some time and then have to deal with all that. Oh, no, and I, I own a 1950 home. Yeah, that's yeah, a lot of work, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like it's uh, I call it the quarter inch off. <laughs> right. Everything in that house is a quarter inch off. And it takes six things to do the one thing yeah. to fix the quarter inch. Yeah. Uh. Like That's time. why you want new construction sometimes, oh, yeah. folks. So yeah. there you go. One more time, Chris Hackabee Barichu. It's 710-2499. He's the best. We thank him each and every week, even for playing this song. Wayne Newton's <laughs> Donka Shane. Back after a quick break, Walt Arnold is next. Donka Shane. Thank you for all the joy and pain. 